This podcast is brought to you by Ideate and Execute. Do you want to drive innovation in your organization, futurize your enterprise, ideate massively valuable new products, or execute them to market? Then contact us today at ideateandexecute.com and get started. Why listen to the past when you can listen to the future? Welcome to the Think Future Podcast, broadcasting from deep in the heart of Silicon Valley, California. We focus on innovation, startups and the future, not necessarily those and not necessarily in that order. Here's your host. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Think Future. My name is Chris Kalabukas, and once again, we're coming at you live from deep, deep, deep in the heart of Silicon Valley, California. We're talking innovation startups, the future. What, it's really bright there. Not necessarily those and not necessarily in that order. If you're watching on YouTube, smack that subscribe button and hit that bell so you'll be notified when a new show comes online. And if you're listening on your favorite podcast, podcast, I said it again, this is the second time I did that, podcast service, please subscribe and please drop a note on Apple Podcasts. I'd greatly, greatly appreciate it. And yes, my book, my latest book, Nine Rules for the Future, written by myself and ChatGPT, dropped on Friday. So check it out, 9rulesbook.com, 9rulesbook.com, and join the conversation. This is not a lecture. It's a conversation. So continuing in the vein of ways we innovate, let's talk a little bit about drag. Now, drag is everywhere. Drag is everywhere. And in some cases, People want drag. People create drag on purpose for things to work properly. For example, I don't know if you know this, but in the good old days, pre-keyboards, when we all had typewriters, that typewriters used to be so janky that when people started typing on them, the keys would, would jam. Well, jam. If you remember old, old typewriters, they used to have these arms that would like, you'd press a key and the arm would go ka-chunk, and another arm would go ka-chunk, and another arm would go ka-chunk. And what happened was that, and then every time you did ka-chunk, it moved forward, and another letter would go in there, right? And what would happen was it was all manual. It was all manual. And everybody's seen a manual typewriter, this is how they work. If you can find a manual typewriter, good luck to you. So if you were typing really fast, what would happen is that the arms would jam up against each other and they would like, and you'd like, oh crap, I gotta fix that, right? So really quick typists were jamming this thing up like crazy. So what happened was the typewriter manufacturer said, oh crap, what's the, how are we gonna fix this? And somebody said, well, you know, people are just typing too fast. People are typing too quickly. How do we get them to slow down? I know move the keys around so it's more difficult for them to type quickly slow the user down on purpose introduce drag and then if you introduce drag into the process then people won't be able to type so fast and our machines won't jam up as quickly so they invented the qwerty keyboard because there's lots of other keyboards out there the dvorak i'm not even sure how you spell it keyboards that are way faster for people to learn but they invented the QWERTY keyboard to get people to type slower because it was jamming up these typewriter keys. The 
keys were jamming, the, instead of improving the mechanism to make sure the keys wouldn't jam so that faster typists could type, they went and introduced drag to make it make them type slower so the mechanics would work. Right? I mean, some, and if you think about it, like you think to yourself, well, that's stupid. But what do we have today? What do we all have today? QWERTY keyboards. QWERTY keyboards. Every keyboard is a QWERTY keyboard. Anyway, those crazies that still do Dvorak keyboards, good for you. I think I tried it for like about five minutes once. And, you know, unless I knew where I'm going, I'm a terrible typist when it comes to that. But you see what I'm saying? There's like, sometimes a drag is put in purposely, but a lot of times a drag is not put in purposely. It's just drag that's being introduced by your company or your processes or your industry or something. There's regulation. There's something that is making it not so easy for your customers to do business with you. So in the innovation sessions, we actually look at that. We say to ourselves, what is going wrong? Where is the drag here? Why is it taking X amount of time for so-and-so to do this? Why is it taking, why is it have so many steps for so-and-so to do this? Why are we getting so many phone calls on this particular topic? Just pull those items out and say to yourself, what could we possibly do to kill the drag? What could we possibly do to remove this drag? Because a lot of times people cover up the drag. It's kind of like the loading GIF, right? I mean, you guys are all familiar with the loading GIF. You've seen the loading GIF a hundred thousand times. Wow, there is really bright here, isn't it? Now I have to close that blind for the next show. The loading GIF is there because this thing is chugging away doing something. Now, in the olden days, it used to be that there was no software to, software on the browser. You would send a message to the browser and then the, the server would create something and send it back. And now the processing occurs both in the browser and on the way, because there's a little bit of code in the browser and there's code in the server. And the code goes back and forth. So what happens is that when the code goes back and forth like this, the network sometimes introduces some latency, right? Some, it slows down. And a lot of times people are like clicking and clicking and clicking. And they're going, what's going on here? This is, this is no good, right? So what, what happens is that they introduced a loading GIF. So you drop a GIF in as the page is starting to load and you get the person to watch this GIF going, oh, okay, something is happening. I don't have to keep clicking and clicking because something is happening. There's a drag in the system. The loading GIF is loading, which means some processing is happening, but we're trying to placate the user and tell them, hey, something's going on, don't panic. Everything's gonna be a-okay. Back in the olden days, it was, please wait, would come up on the screen. There would be like a little progress card. You probably can see that still in Windows. But if you ask me, processing is so fast now. The internet is so fast now. Everything is so fast now that we still, but why do we still have a loading GIF? Why do we still have a situation where we need to inform the customer, wait a sec, this is going to take some time. Why is that still the case? Drag. People hate drag. People hate those moments where they have to wait for something. In fact, they'll probably whip out their phones and start looking at their phones instead of doing the thing that you want them to do. So 
how can you take those moments of drag in all of your processes and remove those moments of drag, kill those moments of drag, and at the very least, distract your people during the moments of drag so that when these moments of drag start to occur, you're able to reduce the effect of them on your customers. So for today, how do we innovate? Look at killing the drag. That's it for me for today. See you next time. And until then, don't forget to think future. future. future.